0: Visit betterhelp.com makeyourbed make your bed today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp h e-l p.com slash make your bed. Good morning, Sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. So my older dog Clementine has not been doing well over the last few days. by days, I mean several weeks, but the last few it's been worse. And there is nothing tougher than watching someone you love struggle with tasks that they once didn't struggle with. And I don't think I've realized how much of a toll that this has taken on me until I wake up every three hours to helicopter parent and follow her around the house, only to watch her bump into walls and get confused and frustrated that her legs aren't working as well as they used to. And truth be told, I've been very exhausted. Even though I haven't done much else, the emotional toll it's taken on me has made me so, so tired. And it makes sense logically, for sure. But as a person experiencing it, it can get really frustrating to ask yourself why you feel so exhausted when you feel like you haven't done the normal amount that you typically feel capable of. So I want to remind all of us, if we're feeling exhausted for quote unquote no reason, to maybe look into our lives a little deeper and see if there is something emotionally taxing that we weren't paying as much attention to because it didn't seem so obvious as a reason to feel fatigued. And another reason I'm sharing this today is because while I was outside yesterday walking Clementine, I did start to cry watching her walk in circles and try to get up the gumption to go pee without struggling. And as I'm standing in my front yard in my Chicago neighborhood, One of my neighbors came out and just gave me a big old hug and started crying with me. She lost her dog, Lady, about four years ago, and Clementine and I would go out and hang out with her and Lady. And when she lost her dog, who was well over 17 at this point, we balled together then. So it really meant something extra special for her to come out and say, I've seen you walking the dog and it's been breaking my heart, but we're here for you. We have your back. And we'll support you if you need anything. So, of course, I was already emotional, just staring at Clementine. I turned into a puddle of mush and felt such an immense gratitude for community and people like that. She could have been watching me from the window and judging, but she decided to make a move. Put on some shoes and a coat and come out and talk to me. To share in that moment, to show me I was not alone in the experience And although two people crying over something sad does not make it better, it did make it so much easier to process. So this just felt really relevant to the spiritual bypassing because it felt like she did the opposite. She dove right into the negative, tough emotions that she's probably been trying to avoid herself with her own experiences, yet she saw me, another person in need, with a similar experience that she could share in, and by confronting those emotions head on, she gave me a life raft. Because if you've never watched someone you love age and deteriorate in front of you, there is nothing so isolating. My dog and I have been in a relationship for over 14 years. I love her desperately. She's my best friend. She's been on so many road trips and experiences with me through both very high highs and very low lows. She's had several surgeries and health scares, and I've experienced some very traumatizing experiences myself. And together, we've gotten through it just her and I. And I gotta say, I'm an emotional gal, so I have been constantly buffering this experience of mortality my whole life. I stare at her and remind myself that this is not forever, so I appreciate our time together. I try to lean into our experiences we do have. I try not to get annoyed with the things she annoys me with, because I'm like, this is temporary. And all of that has been great. It's been working, it's making me feel like the coping with her eventual mortality will be easier but nobody can prepare you for the suffering in between. The process is slow and painful, and I guarantee you it's more painful for me than it is her. She's still in great spirits, but I struggle to watch her stumble. I struggle when she walks headfirst into the wall. While she just regroups and keeps walking, I am in tears because I did not prepare myself emotionally for that part. Degradation is almost more difficult than the end. Yet this is a time where I am so essential in her process of healing and quality of life that I can't tap out. I can't just go meditate or run away, despite it being top five most painful experiences of my life. And I recognize my privilege in being someone who is able to work from home on most days, so I'm able to be here and helicopter parent my babe. But that also means I have to constantly remind myself to not over helicopter. By keeping her independence intact, it helps both of us. But damn, it's hard not to intervene. And that has been the biggest thing I'm dealing with. My struggle watching others struggle. It's been incredibly enlightening to experience how uncomfortable I really am in real time with other people's frustration. I'm great at watching people struggle if they're enjoying the struggle, if it's part of the learning process. But damn, has it been enlightening to watch me struggle with Clementine's struggle. And I think that it's because of the frustration aspect. Watching her struggle with something she was perfectly fine at yesterday and then get frustrated with herself and kind of huff and puff at the situation makes me feel terrible and I want to intervene. But intervening doesn't necessarily help the situation. It doesn't necessarily help her feel less frustrated or gain better bearings of the space so she'll recognize what happened tomorrow. But my uncomfortability with her struggle sometimes. Trumps her needs, and that defeats the whole point. And I think the real reason I'm bringing this up is because I often talk about our intentions and how, as long as our intentions are out of love and respect, we can do no wrong. But obviously, there's nuance in that too. We all need to start registering how we show love and how other people receive that love versus what would be an actually loving act in the moment. Sometimes giving your children a consequence does not feel like a loving act but it is the most beneficial loving act we can do by teaching them in a safe space that things happen that will reflect our choices. So as much as I harp on making choices out of love and respect, don't be afraid to dig deeper into the impact of how those choices are displaying that love and see if it still is connecting. Just because an intention is loving does not mean the impact will be. And it's our responsibility to weigh that shit out in real time so we can decide which impact is going to be the most loving act in the long run versus what makes us feel the most comfortable right now. Either way, I hope you're comfortable right now because I love you very much and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig.